Welcome to the Popcorn Brain Creative Podcast. My name is Caroline Darling Hughes and I am the creator behind the blog Scandi Mama and uh, a lot of other channels related to that. I am here to wish you a happy new year and just to get into this podcasting business again. So it's been a while because it's hard to get guests here in the time of COVID and well just actually because uh, the subject that I'm going to talk about which is how difficult it is to try to run your own creative business while you at the same time also have to work a full-time job. And that is um, a subject that many find interesting and also very frustrating because us with this creative desire to make something, whether it's for business purposes to actually make money from or whether it's just because it feels nice and it's something that gives us joy, well, the problem is that it can be really, really hard to find the time for it. So what do I do? I guess I can, um, I can take from my own experience with this because I have been working full time for the last couple of years and also have had a quite busy family life with all the things that that entails. But at the same time, I have managed to write books, um, publish them, run my blog, make YouTube tutorials, make different tutorials for magazines and so many other things. So how do I do this? Well, of course, I, am, I might have a boss who stands on the other side of the desk thinking that, oh, does she ever really actually do work for me, for the office, for the business that I'm hired? And yes, I do my actual full time job, but I have to be very, very specific on how I spend the rest of my time. And that is what I'm going to talk about today. So a full-time job here in Denmark is 37 hours a week. So that's, um, that's quite a good um, bit of time. It takes out the majority of the day, but it still leaves time for extra things. I don't have any other big time-consuming hobbies apart from my creative life. I have been a fitness instructor and I have been trying to do some healthy activities on my own as well but it's not something that takes up a lot of time if i have been doing um, fitness instructing work it has just been maybe an hour max to a week so that's a fairly small chunk of my time i don't play football or um, tennis or compete in any other way or i don't have a long commute either so i save a lot of time on that but I have my creative dreams. I have all the things that I, oh, I itch to do that I just can't, I can't help doing them. I can't stop sewing. I can't stop making. I can't stop drawing. I can't stop planning these big elaborate dreams on all the things I'm going to do. So that is what takes up the most of my time. Well, to start off with the beginning of the day, as um, perhaps I have mentioned this before in a previous episode, but I have some conditions um, with my stomach after a cancer um, after a cancer incident some couple of years ago and that means that I get up very early and when I get up really early because of my stomach waking me up I just try to use that time as well so if I get up early I might do some of the yeah some of the housework maybe clear out the kitchen and maybe I'll start my work computer um, from my real office day job and actually start answering emails or do some different uh, graphic assignments that I have just to get some work out of the way. Of course, I also sit and procrastinate on my phone or flip through a magazine or something like that, but I really try to not let it take up too much of my time because 
it can do. It can really, really steal your time to just sit on your phone. And sometimes it's nice and sometimes it can inspire us. But sometimes it's also just something that actually makes us feel a little bit worse because it reminds, of a, reminds us of all the things that we don't get done. So basically I try to keep that time to a minimum. So from the moment I wake up, basically, I just try to do important things. And believe me, it sounds much easier than it actually is. But I think I have forced myself to become a doer because I have just found out that if I want to do all these things, then I can't sit and just wait for them to magically um, happen to me or for my other jobs uh, to magically get done and taken care of. I really have to do it. And I heard this interesting thing once um, about, yeah, it was about a mom who was complaining about how she hates doing the lunch packs for her kids. And I actually can relate to that because, uh, yes, they could just do them, do their lunch packs themselves. But, oh, yeah, I want to I, I wanna be in control of what they get so they don't just make a lunch, packs, uh, lunch pack full of biscuits or something. So, yeah, I, I, I also do that. And I've also felt uh, such a hatred towards that task, that assignment, because uh, it's, it's so mundane. It's every day and it's boring and uh, it's hard to find something in the fridge and all that stuff. And then this clever person simply said, I, I don't want to hate something that just takes 10 minutes. And I found a great deal of truth in that. Yes, you can hate really tragic things that happen to your life, or you can also feel strongly about it, or you can hate it if you have this huge assignment that you need to do that, you know, it's going to take forever and it's going to take so much energy from you. But really, let's not hate on the things that actually might just take 10 minutes. Let's just do them make the best of them and then get them out of the way and then whoo, freedom from that task until it has to be done the next time. And of course, if it's like really, really bugging you and it's so hard, then then ask somebody else to make the pack lunches or find some kind of way that can make it easier, whether it's baking 500 pizza rolls to put in the freezer and then just use them, then then find some kind of other solution if possible. But if it's if it's really just because it gets boring and repetitive, but it only takes a short time, well, then just get on with it. That's what I say. Or that's what I've said to myself with many things and also with maybe hard tasks in both my uh, creative personal company and also with work things. If instead of procrastinating, instead of dreading doing them, if I can see that they're actually not going to take that long, well, then I just try to get them out of the way and usually it helps and it makes me much more efficient because I don't push those things in front of me. So that's the beginning of my day. It already starts with, yes, just doing the things without hate, even though they're boring. And then I can see that the list gets shorter and there's like, yeah, there, there's less and less tasks from my day job until and can actually do the things that I find really, really fun. So I work then my office hours and I do the things I need to do there. And then it's perhaps 3.30, it's four o'clock and I'm off. So that's the time I have to actually do my creative business. That's that afternoon, evening time, and of course the weekends. My day job is only in the like eight to four um, slot in the daytime. And then I have the rest of my time free for my personal uh, use. And that's lovely and very fortunate that I can do it like that. 
then I have a family and uh, I don't have any really small young children. I have pre-teen kids and they they pretty much do their own thing. So they've reached that age where I actually have to ask them, please come out of your room so we can hang out, so we can do something. So of course I do that and we all have dinner together every evening. And we actually also usually watch something together. Um, like we binge some office or superstore or something nice and that's really, really cozy. So I also spend time with my family. But I really try to use those other chunks of time, like if my partner is making the dinner or if I have pre-prepared something and I have that just half an hour, just an hour or maybe an hour and a half if I'm lucky. Uh, if I have that chunk of time where I feel like I don't have to do anything for the house or there's nobody directly needing me right then, I really just try to use that time. And um, yeah, not worry too much about, oh, will I get this project done? Or no, there's no point in actually starting it because no, I'm never going to get done. I realize that I don't have those huge amounts of time where I can get like, a big, big job done all in once. So I just try to use the little time I have and just be happy with, with how far I might get with that. So it's also about batch working, of course. So if I have something that needs to be sewn, I make a pile of things that needs to be sewn um, with black thread. Maybe I have something that needs to be uh, done on the serger in the white thread and I make different piles. So I know, okay, if I have, if I have half an hour, well, then I can just go and just sew some of those boring things. I might not have time to actually start a new fun project. That's going to be super rewarding in a, like in an inspirational way, but I might have those 30 minutes so I can just get some of the boring tasks out of the way. Or maybe I need to mend some trousers. Maybe I need to mend some socks or something. That's also on my list, but I really then try to see what is the chunk of time that I have? And is there one of my projects that actually fit into that chunk of time? That's a very kind of sensible way of doing it. And I don't always do it like that, of course, because sometimes I just want to start painting or I just want to start cutting the fabric for that beautiful dress that I had in mind. And I might not have the entire time to do it. I know that I might not get done with this, but I'm going to start doing it anyway. And uh, that's like, you know, you can choose. Maybe you're in the mood to to cross some things off the list. Some of the boring things, again, don't hate the things that take 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes or half an hour, even though it's mending or doing something that, yeah, cutting threads off or something like that. That's not the most fun. Still do them and then put on a nice podcast and listen to something else or ask, you know, one of your family if they want to talk to you or they want to, they can do something on the computer while you sit and do that other thing that you want to do with them. So you still actually spend time together in a way, even though it's not super duper quality time maybe perhaps it's it's also nice just with being what it is so so do that once in a while and other times if you really have an urge to do something really really amazing of a creative project and you know you don't have the time well then just start anyway you need to get started on that project and you might not have that four hour window where you can work just on that i get anywhere near in the future so so just begin that is basically what I do. I know that I can't finish everything. I know that I can't just do all the projects at once. I know that this is going to take a long time. All my creative dreams, they're not just going to happen. Everything is not going to like be fulfilled, come true 
right this instant. I'm not going to uh, make, you know, all those things that I want to do before the weekend is over. I'm aware of that. So in a way, I set realistic goals to myself because I tell myself that it's okay to not be finished and to not have it all done, and that I'm okay that with everything also maybe being a bit of a mess around me. But at the same time, I set big dreams for myself. I have lots of ambitions and it's not like they're maybe not that realistic to other people because I still dream big. I still say to myself, oh, I'm going to make this coat. I'm going to make this book or I'm going to do this huge makeover project. But I'm just not going to kick myself for not doing it in the right time or doing it to the, the perfect standard or whatever. I'm just going to let it be okay to just do it however fast I can and perhaps it's not going to be perfect perhaps it's going to change along the way and that is okay and that's the basically that advice I can give to you just just start just get going and of course also prioritize we can't do it all we can't both um, read the amazing books we want to read or watch all the good uh, docuseries and write books and play like an elite sport hobby you know there's just not time for it all my house is a mess because I prioritize not to spend that much time on cleaning and dusting and uh, yeah a lot of the time our clothes may be wrinkled because it just get gets washed it doesn't get ironed unless my mum helps which of course she's very kind to do but that's because it's what I prioritize to do I would rather spend that time doing something else that brings me more joy or something I feel needs to be done more. It's also a matter of that, like a lot of things need to be done around the house. So if you're just going to do the most important things, well, then choose them. That's when I choose to make some nice lunch packs for my kids and to keep the house clean to the standard that I find acceptable. And then I choose to do something else with the rest of my time. And another thing that's also important is, of course, to not be overwhelmed. Like, this is a new year. We are in the beginning of 2022 at the time of recording. And I have lots of plans. I have so many ideas for projects. There's so many things I want to do. And I really look forward to doing them. They don't fill me with dread at all. I just, you know, I'm just excited. And I feel like I have a big hope that it's going to be manageable, even with my day job. I know what I can do in the afternoons. I know what I can do in the evenings and on the weekends. And I know that I really love doing all my projects, so it's going to be fine. But I'm also aware of and know myself well enough that I might also get overwhelmed at some point, that I might feel exhausted, uh, that there's not going to be time enough for me to do, you know, all the creative things I want to do in my spare time because unforeseen things might happen or something bad might occur. And, you know, it's going to take my attention, it's going to take my energy and it's going to take my time. And I'm aware of that. Or I might just be stressed at work, which means that I can also get stressed in my creative space. So also be aware of that. Be realistic. Like life isn't a dream. Life isn't perfect. And unforeseen things happen all the time. So if you get this feeling of stress and overwhelm, then allow yourself to have a break. Maybe don't let it all just lie there and like never get done, but allow yourself to take a breather and then maybe just work on a little, like, a, you know, a small amount of projects 
just try once, um, just try one project once in a while and see how that makes you feel. And if it fills you with more dread, more overwhelmed, then yeah, then listen to the advice that your, your body is trying to give you and then take a longer break. But perhaps you might also find that some of the things you can do will feel, will feel good, will feel rewarding in a way, and then choose to do those projects. And of course, if there is a really stressful time at your job, well, then the creative business, whatever you're doing on the side, it just has to wait because, you know, the full-time job is what pays the bills most likely. So that is what you need to save most of your energy for. It's just as simple as that. And the thing that always helps me is list making. I make lists and that's both with my day job. I make lists for the different assignments, for the different departments that I work for. And I figure out, okay, what is highest priority? How long will that approximately take? And I have some smaller take tasks maybe, make sure to put them on as well. So there is something to cross out. So that makes, you, that makes me feel good, you know, even to put like a tiny little task on there because when I've done it, I can cross it out and that feels nice. And also do that with your creative life. Do it with your personal life. Make some lists about what needs to happen. What is nice if it happens? And yeah, what, what can you just wait with till, you know, in six months or whenever? And then figure out where is that you need to put in your energy? What is it that needs to get done? It gives you a nice overview instead of it all just being clutter in your head, which is what happens a lot of the time when we juggle a lot of things. We need to, yeah, we need to do so much. We have so many different ideas and so many things we want to do. And it just turns into a bit of a mess in our heads. So get a big whiteboard, some markers and put it up there or get a nice big piece of paper. Get a beautiful little notepad. If you have beautiful, delicate writing and can write it really small, do whatever you need to do or find a good note program on your phone or on your computer and just write it down. I'm sure that it might give you a little bit of extra overwhelm just when you see all those things that you need to do. But as soon as you can get them organized, I'm sure that it will make you feel better because it still is a way to find out which things are most important and get them done. And as soon as they're out of the way, it just, it feels so relieving and it is just so nice. And that's what at least gives me the energy to do more things. And sometimes when I've had really big projects that I needed to finish, so that means not just a pile of things that needed to be stitched up with white thread or black thread or, you know, a nice little painting project that I just wanted to do for fun, but if I've had actually big deadlines, when making books, uh, you get close to the different dates where your editor needs to have uh, the first draft, the second draft, and the reviewed uh, files, all that. Of course, that is also important. It, uh, it might not be your day job that pays the bill, bills, but it's still very, very vital that you deliver what you need to deliver on time. And those are the things that cannot just be pushed um, because you didn't feel inspired or there wasn't time. So with that, of course, I make sure to actually create space in my calendar. So I really try to get out a yearly calendar or a six month calendar and to see which weekends I have free. There are lots of family arrangements. I do lots of courses and workshops as well but to just mark out, okay, I have a whole Saturday that weekend, or I have half a Sunday that weekend. 
and I simply need to block it off. If I'm going to edit that big file of a book that needs to be published in two months, then I simply need to make sure that I spend that time doing it, even though it's the weekend, and even though I could be being cozy on the sofa or just going for a walk in the woods or something like that. If I want to do this, if I want to pursue my creative dream, I still need to treat it like a day job and I still need to be quite high, quite hardcore with that. So that's of course also very vital advice to give that if you actually have something where it's not just for fun, it's not just because it's something that bubbles inside of you and you want to do creative things, but if somebody else is depending on it and you know, it could mean quite a big deal if you don't live up to your contract obligations. Uh, for example, when, when handing in books uh, or files for a book, then it's really important that you mark off the time. And that's also a, a, a rule that can be used even though it's not a deadline, even though it's not something that uh, yeah, is really, really important. But just if you have that big makeover project for one of your rooms in your house or you want to reorganize your stash or sort through all your beads, well, you can still, you know, look in your calendar and see that Saturday, two weeks from now, you have half a day where there won't be anything happening and you'll still have time to spend time with your family. You will still have a bit of time to clean the house or do the big weekly shop or whatever it is you normally do on a Saturday. But there might be half a day where you could actually focus on one of your big creative projects. Then it's okay to block it out in the calendar. It's okay to say that this is a time slot where I actually really would like to get somewhere with one of my projects. And that is my advice for getting things done this new year. Um, it's been really great talking to you again, even though I hope that I will soon get some nice guests on this podcast just to be able to talk with somebody that isn't just myself. But yeah, that is also fine and fun to do and quite a, yeah, an interesting challenge. I myself am looking so much forward to this year. 2022, there are always already uh, very exciting things in the works. I have a cool publisher and we have some fun ideas about things we want to do together this year. And there's going to be hopefully lots of different fairs and workshops this year if, uh, yeah, if uh, a little virus doesn't uh, bother that and make that uh, for, make, makes it hard for that to happen. But I'm just looking forward to it. I hope it's going to happen. I hope that I'm going to come out and meet lots of people, do workshops, do presentations, and also see you at the different craft fairs and book fairs that are there. And I'm excited about my lists and I'm excited about crossing things off. And I really hope that you will be too. Don't be overwhelmed, even though it's easy to be. Just take one step at a time. Use the little bits of time you have and feel happy for the things that you accomplish, the things that you do. And just stay safe and stay happy and stay crafting. Bye.